Hey y'all, Selene. And it's Katie. Welcome to Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Happy Thanksgiving, sis. Thank you, sis. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you, sister. I'm so excited. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. But out of all the holidays, I feel like... I didn't say it was my number one favorite. Oh, it's not your number one favorite? It might be. It might be now. Like Christmas used to be. I used to be diehard Christmas. Listen, like, I stand for Christmas. Like yeah. stand for it. Like I'm extra. Like we going to the ballet. <laughs> we going to see a Christmas carol. When I tell you. <laughs> like we doing it all. I'm programming for Christmas in August. <laughs> December 1st. You know, I mess with me because, you know, like Eastman be having me down. Right. So December 1st, my my tree goes up. Mind you, I have a studio apartment. That's fine. I got a normal size tree. I did not play with Christmas. I got. You ever seen my shoe? Oh, shoe. Yeah, you have been not. Over here. Listen, yeah. I be having like ornament decorating parties over here. Oh, oh I, you I, got I, friends, friends. I forgot. You good over there? Mm-hmm. Well, fine. But anyway, this is not about Christmas. We can we can say that for yeah. But it, I used to stand for Christmas, but now that I'm not a kid anymore, Christmas is not the same. It's hard to find that like that same feeling. Yeah, like, I, I don't even know. remember like the past two, maybe three Christmases. I'll be forcing it though. I'll be like, let's go to the ballet, y'all. <laughs> and then we're going to see a Christmas carol, like I said. And then we making popcorn and we decorating the tree and we doing all this. Cause I, oh my God, I used to love Christmas. But Thanksgiving is so lit. All that food. And especially now because I'm away, I'm so far away from home, like going back. Mm-hmm. That food that I have. And, and like you, the closest thing. Any other time of year that I get to Thanksgiving dinner is Easter. Easter dinner is like the closest. Mm-hmm. But um, but now I can't even go home for Easter anymore because Easter's on a Sunday and I have to miss school. So, right, but we had Easter dinner at my apartment, oh. fully vegan. We had no, you had yo, you made all that meat up in my apartment. And I let you do it. Yeah, but it still wasn't like what. I Yes, was of course, it's not gonna be the same. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm excited. What you do for Thanksgiving, sister? Well, this Thanksgiving, can you relax? <laughs> this Thanksgiving going to be a little different for me because it's going to be my first Thanksgiving in 25 years that I have not been in Evanston. I'm going to be in Rotterdam, Netherlands. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got to fit like, I'm still ironing out the details of like, because, you know, I'm flying standby. So figuring out when exactly I'm going to leave. But yeah, this Thursday, I'm going to be in the Netherlands at the... International Viola Congress presenting on vibrato, you know. I'm just so glad my sister's out here. Okay, well, you know what to be. International? Are you okay? Viola Congress? Congress? <laughs> okay. Hey, legislators. Okay, you can't, <laughs> you can't just take words apart and be like, oh, that's not how language works. First of all, all I did was apply. You could apply. We could have done viola and bass repertoire. And if they liked that proposal, you'd have been accepted same thing but they liked yours and that's fine they can like mine but what i'm saying is all I'm i did so was happy that my sister's out here i'm not out here i'm in here with you who right now let's I'm focus just... on this so yes i will be going to rotterdam this thursday i'm super excited i've never been to the netherlands right. so and that's really special for somebody like katie who's been everywhere i do not believe it's propaganda it's not propaganda, it's literally propaganda. katie travels so much it's very not. very hard to get a hold of her it's not so we're much. in the same room <laughs> Right, and how long does it take? It Has doesn't. It, for this to happen? it literally. Anyway, this is not what we're here about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be different. I'm gonna try not to be my feelings, but also like like I said last week, I am an introvert, so um, I'm gonna have great time by myself. I don't even know who's going to this International Viola Congress. I don't think I have any friends going to this one. So that's surprising. 
Well, you know. Yeah, I don't think because people don't really go. Americans don't really go to the IVC, but you know, I'm. I'm trying to. Oh, put, didn't they have like a fight or something? Wasn't there some tea on there? Viola's always got some type of tea for I don't nothing. I don't know the exact tea because that was before you know I started caring about the Viola. But um, yeah, the last the last IVC that was held was at Eastman in 2012. That was the last one, and then and then they split the American Viola Society. So I, I had to join the Dutch Viola Society. Like I had to do that because of, like, they won't accept my membership in the American mm-hmm. Viola Society. Mm-hmm. It's really not that deep. It's probably a, it's probably somebody had to say something about Bach. That's that's why <laughs> it can't. It's violas. It can't be that deep. But yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm a, I'm gonna pack some stuff so I can figure out my Thanksgiving dinner over there. All right, if we got any listeners in the Netherlands, pop by. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I will be going back home. Oh, with my fam, very excited. I do the same thing that I do every year for Thanksgiving. Right, it's a food. Well, I'm I'm doing a little bit. I always help cook for Thanksgiving, but my grandma, like sometimes, like when like when people get older, you know, they obviously start you know easing easing out of like what they normally do. My grandma ain't no easing for her. We in there in the kitchen looking in there like you coming. She like uh. I ain't doing that like, it's, not, <laughs> it's not even like oh because my grandma she like make the she make the dressing from scratch she make the gravy from scratch she doing i think my mom my mom helps her with the turkey but i think my grandma does the ham she does like the greens she does a lot of stuff and she and it's like you can't even just like shave off two of those things <laughs> and we'll take over but you you're leaving it on us <laughs> while none of us can do your stuff on recipes like you can like it's not the same yeah. so but so i'm gonna be in the kitchen sweating my back all broke my grandma the same way she'd be like i'll make the rice literally right i'll <laughs> butter the rolls so like what <laughs> like gloria my job when i was seven gloria <laughs> that's not that's not how this how this works but you know she don't she's too old to care my grandma not even old she just does this is not about gloria okay <laughs> <laughs> well yes uh thanksgiving it's a good time we're gonna have a nice fun little episode today i'm so so excited finally something happy <laughs> right. to talk about but finally uh, no dorm food i'm about uh, to come back all plump <laughs> rolling in like what was that augustus gloop who's that the girl who turned oh that's violet never mind no augustus he the no no he got stuck in the pipe violet is who i mean though when she turned into like a blueberry yeah 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 she's rolling that's gonna be me coming back how you gonna fit the annexes I don't need to go to the Oh, you, oh right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got news this week, sis? Sure do, sister. Okay. Um, I forgot I was supposed to be nervous about this. <laughs> well, no, the first thing is just a little positive. Um, a little positive something. Uh, so recently, the music by Black Composers, NBC, uh, started by Rachel Barton Pine, just released a couple of like publications and they have like a page for educational resources and all that i think it's super great they just came out with a new violin book it's violin volume one um and it's basically like for like beginner violin um tunes by like based off Mm -hmm. of compositions by black composers caribbean composers all that um so that's cute yeah it's really cool i rich barton prime was at sphinx Mm -hmm. so i got to take a look at the book and like talk to her a little bit about it (laughs) and it was it's like a really cool book it's a really nice concept especially um for young black um you know students starting out it's just nice to see yourself right you know it's nice to see yourself represented even if it like 
doesn't mean a lot to you like at that moment because mm-hmm. like all you want to do is play the violin you know high cross bones or whatever like i feel like in the long run it's just nice to see yourself represented so right nice job rachel right i can't wait till the next volume comes out so i can buy it for my brother because i was considering getting him this one but it's for beginners yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like more intermediate so um and then also along with this they got a um coloring book for black composers Cute. which i will be getting for my nephew Aww. he will be once i decide what instrument he's gonna play <laughs> okay right um right he's turning two he's gotta okay he's gotta you know you gotta that. hurry up because i'm telling you right he'll be on his neck my sister out here talking about he gonna play piano well not on my watch but <laughs> wow but jazz piano i want my son to play jazz piano that's so useful yeah I mean, he can play piano in addition to, so then when he comes to Eastman, he can test it. Wow. Oh, God, you got this all taken care of. That's good. Okay, good. Um, and then lastly, they have um, a black classical composer's poster. It's like a really big poster. It has like a timeline of when like they were all, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm thinking I might get that, you know, for mm-hmm. like, for our black students at Eastman group, like, because mm-hmm. we get a billboard, like, to advertise. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that'd be dope. Not a billboard. A bulletin that's board. Well, that's what we need. Right. So that's what, that's what the Lord told you to say. <laughs> <laughs> a bulletin board in the dorms where we, um, we can post our stuff. That would be nice to have up there mm-hmm. once that comes out. So I'm going to put a link to their educational resources page, which has a link to all the um, all the information, like further information on all of these uh, products that I mentioned. And it also has like links for you to buy them. So moving on to our second piece of news i don't today. like the way you're looking at me because she refused to tell me what the article was about this week well i'm just nervous because i if you don't get the reaction you want then we're gonna be out here no nah, i'll be out here <laughs> i don't know so i'm just hoping that you haven't seen this i just one thing that i'm thankful for which this made me realize i'm thankful for this you know and- what <laughs> gonna hold you up as long as the mess ain't about me exactly i just be looking over like wow because some people's <laughs> lives like really be interesting right i mean some some mess is too much mess like you know like bell calice and her man all right you know what i'm saying like that's a, that's a lot you know you have far too much money to be having right. that kind of mess but you know a little bit of here and there blase blase right you know I mean? what's wrong with that right <laughs> i'm just thankful for my boring old life um that i get to come across things like this so i'm minding my own business scrolling through my facebook my facebook feed okay i can't talk um i feel like this devil blocking your tongue i mean (laughs) not the devil (laughs) the lord um getting them mixed up you good no i'm just kidding leave me alone (laughs) um and i see this headline classical music concert in sweden descent into brawl over wrestling chewing gum packet (laughs) (laughs) what Right, I'm gonna read this because it's not um, it's not a long article. Y'all so, really don't have no problems in life that y'all. Okay, go ahead. Right, so it says a classical music concert in Sweden ended in a farce after a fight broke out over a rustling packet of chewing gum. One audience member became so distracted by a woman next to him opening a new packet of gum that he grabbed it from her and threw it to the floor. <laughs> stop there can we just can we just pull over for a second 
you're not finna grab nothing out my hand. Right. Like, I feel like, okay. I mean, you can keep going. I'm just saying, like, you're not finna grab nothing out I'm my hand. I'm just imagining her, like, my astonishment. I would be shocked if I someone mean, really gathered themselves and sent their brain, sent to the nerves in their arm to pick something up out of my hand. And you, I just can't, I can't see myself in that situation. I can't see myself. Because my reaction would have been to pop you in your face. Right. So here's her reaction. (laughs) It says, in retaliation, the woman, after calmly waiting more than an hour for the orchestra to finish its performance, slapped the man in the face. Okay. (laughs) Sparking a full-on brawl between the pair. (laughs) Now, you know, first of all, that man, you deserved it. You did. That's the first thing. But secondly, you imagine how hard that slap must have been. Right. If you had to sit through three, four, five movements or something. Right. She was just festering. It's festering and just... boiling. Yo, I bet you, I bet you that she could hit that man so hard they thought a cymbal fell. Right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> gong. Right. <laughs> Yo. I just can't see myself in a situation. Right. Oh, it says one witness told the newspaper that the wrestling became unbearable during during a particularly quiet part of the musical piece. I mean, okay, so either way, he's wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, I can't be even... annoyed, but I would never do that, no matter how annoyed I am. I might look at you, I might... or I might be like... Right, I'm, you know, I mean, I might... But I'm not about to reach all up in your stuff. But sis, what kind of gum? Right. I'm trying to figure out what kind of gum makes that much noise. Like, you over here, oh, here I got some gum right here, you... Right. You gotta... <laughs> I can't get it open, like... <laughs> But you're not, that doesn't give, I don't care what happens. You never have the right to put your hands on somebody. Because, well, well, what do you mean well? What do you mean well? What do you mean no matter what happens? Oh, okay. I feel, but I have have a couple of outliers. There's a couple of things for me personally. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, like, say you in a tiff with somebody, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They throw the first blow. Right. They don't have a right to put your hands on you. Right. Or you throw the first blow. You don't got a right to put your hands. I right. mean, but if something happens to you, right. you can't just put your hands on somebody because you're mad. Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> that's. I think that's a, that's the point I'm making. Like right. over oh, gum. So now, so now you in lockup because <laughs> <laughs> that was so Jamaican. Now you in jail because <laughs> because you because some gum was sullying your your Beethoven five. Right. It's Mahler five, by the way. Oh, was it Mahler five? Okay, five. Why you? Mahler five, you mm. got so much. You got so much time. It can't be that. Let her get her gum out. I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh, but you know what? Let it have been during that strings and heart movement, and I might have had to. All right. I'm just playing. It says he became angry and started fighting back, and the blow was. It says the blow was strong enough to knock the man's glasses off. Oh, so now it's a blow, right? Look, it ought to be. It ought to be. Right. Snatching out your hand? Mm-mm. And then you fought you fought her back? Oh, so I know right. now I see. They then got no cooth in Sweden or like <laughs> man ain't care. Right. But you over here fighting. I mean, but listen, right. at the same time, if a woman throws a first blow, sometimes some men would be like, Right. Some all right, gang, like, gang. Right. Right. So <laughs> equality for all. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Some of them don't care. Some of them do not. And it says to add insult to injury, a companion of the woman who had been eating the gum <laughs> then began hurling punches at the man as well. So it was a group. It was a group effort. So what happened to them? Um basically the um 
I can't really pronounce the Even that's you know, okay. the people. You can make up a name, Lashandra. What is Lashandra? No, not not the people <laughs> name. The name of like the um, the orchestra that was putting on the concert. Mm. They um released a statement about it. Um and they said they posted like a brief reminder of good etiquette when enjoying classical music. So they came for her name. Which I mean, in which yeah, to the be- in like to begin with, like you shouldn't have been you out really here. Really shouldn't have been. Like you're not eating your crunchy chips. Like right, you, you know, feed all of right your <laughs> hot fries out here. Okay, at me, love a good hot fry. Okay. <laughs> but um, it says everyone thinks it's wonderful to sit in a hockey or football match and drink a beer or coffee and eat little snacks. In a concert hall with world class acoustics, it is not, however, suitable to bring rustling bags of chips. That's what the the concert uh with the orchestra management like released as a statement. Back like sis had a two piece from KFC. <laughs> well, KFC. <laughs> I start there. No, I'm just I mean <laughs> Y'all still eating KFC in Sweden? They probably that's probably what they got. Yeah. You got no Popeyes in Jamaica. It's KFC. Yeah. Jamaicans love KFC. But KFC is different in different countries. Right, so. we you know we cook our stuff all the way through, so all right. <laughs> Wow, sis. I'm sorry you have to go to jail. I'm going to look it up. Right. It said, poss- um, they had, um, it's a, they called it a high risk con- concert and extremely powerful that, awo- that, uh, like, awoke strong feelings. I'm like, it had nothing to do with. Had nothing. It to had do. something to do with her digging in her junk, not being considerate, and then him being out of pocket. Out of pocket. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I cannot fathom. <laughs> but Michelle. I'm just thankful for this mess. You know, that was delightful. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> when it don't happen to you. Okay. <laughs> and let's move on. Okay, so today we're talking about, you know, things that we're thankful for on this beautiful Thanksgiving 2018. So, um... We got a couple of things that we thought that we would like to share that we're thankful for. And um, you can also comment below or send us an email with things you're thankful for. We'd love to hear from you. So the first thing, um, things that we're thankful for. In 2018, you got a teacher or teachers that you're thankful for? Oh, it's supposed to be in 2018? I mean, I guess not. But You know what? It can be. Okay. No one. No, I'm saying I'm thankful for my friend Richard, who is. Oh, that's how I Richard's pitches. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because you know I was struggling because Richard is trifling, so I was like, I do not want to say that. Because I was going to another word, right. but beyond trifling. <laughs> I was considering saying that I'm thankful for him as a friend, but when you said like teacher, or whatever, Richard is also um my oral skills tutor, and I struggle a lot with that class. And he's a good teacher, and he had me out here. He, you know, going above and beyond. He's only required to do an hour with me a week. He over here, like going. He was going home with, with his two jugs of water that he that he brings to the water fountain. You did fountain. not just put him out there. <laughs> you did not just put Richard out there. Listen, he has no shame. He's like, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I bring my two gallons and fill him up the water fountain. What of it? I'm like, you walk an entire block to Eastman, Richard. To fill up your water, <laughs> my people. <laughs> right, and this. Oh, by the way, this shoot. isn't Richard. This is Richard. Oh yeah, Richard. Because <laughs> you don't say Richard. Right, <laughs> Richard. 
Um, but I'm thankful for Richard because he um is helping me make progress in a class that really has its foot on my neck on a constant basis. So, oh, Richard. Right. That's the thing with Richard. As trifling he's, as he may be, because he is, um, <laughs> he's just so, he can be really genuine. And, yeah. like, he really cares about his friends, and he'll go above and beyond. So, that's always nice. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, teachers. I have, te- I have two for the same reason, though. So, of course, my teacher, Mr. Taylor. I literally am so in debt to this man. I can't even begin because it's like every opportunity he has had to give up on me. It's like he he won't he refuses. And like I know that you looking at me like that's his job. It's not. No, I'm not talking about that's his job. I'm talking about you are not like oh, okay. why would he give up on you like because sometimes cuz <laughs> I remember one lesson. <laughs> I remember one lesson like earlier this year. I was like he uh he was like play play I forgot the context but he was like play this thing and he looking at me he's like it's not that hard it's literally two eighth notes and I was like yo okay my neck I can't breathe your foot is on it but um some teachers give up on their students it's it's just I true know, but you're not okay a bad violist like I mean I'm not a, okay we're not gonna this is not the time but um every opportunity he's had it's, it's always like no matter what mistakes i make it's always he always like levels up the ante like you know how some teachers will be like oh you know you could do this thing and then you do something wrong you have a bad performance and they're like yeah about that thing let's not do it Damn. <laughs> this happens to people mr taylor's always like right so about that new audition you're gonna take are you taking this audition are you doing this like he's always like every opportunity like i said to, he's had to give up on me he's just right there with me he's meeting me where i am he's always pushing me it's just like literally i couldn't like the perfect timing perfect timing and then the same in the same breath melissa madsen she's principal viola to the rochester philharmonic she teaches the repertoire cl- class and it's the same thing it's like melissa is right here with me she knows where i want to go she knows i want to be an opera and she is she is the right amount of like she'll be more direct with me, Mr. Taylor, Mr. Taylor has has his moments where he's like Katie, whatever, whatever. But Melissa will be like, "Girls, it's out of tone. Girls, flat. Girls, sharp. Uh, you let the sound out. Like, you let the sound leak. Like she she'll be more blunt, but it's always like she she's never like, but you can fix it and it's gonna be great and I can't wait and you're gonna dominate it. Blah blah blah. Like she's just like couldn't ask and I was so afraid to take this class and for what? Like Melissa is amazing and I don't know. Right, y'all see how Katie talk on her neck? She has multiple people in her corner talking about how great she is and how she can do anything. And da, da, da. I don't talk on my neck, Delaney. I'm just saying the facts. Right, the facts are the facts the are that people so believe much. in me. Right, based off of your beautiful, beautiful playing. Okay, let's move on because Delaney is committed to telling you guys lies. Oh. Um. <laughs> Uh, do you have a composer you're thankful for? Sure do, sister. Okay. You know I stand. Is it Prokofiev? It's not Prokofiev. I do not stand Prokofiev. I don't. Okay. I just happen to like, I just happen to be playing his quintet, so I listen to it all the time, okay. and I do love classical symphony very, very much. I just, just um, want to make sure that I can. But I stand for Tchaikovsky. We know this. Oh, that's my dude. This. Yes. I simply love him very, very much. 
and you ought to and right. everyone should if you got something you never deserved him you know ne- we never deserved him if you got something bad to say about you because he can meet me outside because i will I'm right because he literally he was sitting up there like when you think of all the just amazing and phenomenal things that he's written he could have just kept that junk to himself could have like sure we right and we could have just been out here just you know still let me not come for another composer <laughs> but <laughs> You know, still playing some other junk. You know, we could have been out here while he had the nutcracker going in his head. We had exactly. no idea. But he was like, man, y'all don't deserve this junk, but let me just go on ahead. And meanwhile, the world was terrible to him. But Right. Shout out to Tchaikovsky and the real Romeo and Juliet. I'm telling you, I don't stand Prokofiev. <laughs> so you can say that if you want to. I've actually never even heard the whole Prokofiev of Romeo and Juliet. It's fine, but I just think. Or Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky's it's thicker to me, so it's like it's to thick. me, okay. it's, three C's. It's th- thicker to me. It's more, and I like I like the. I believe it. I love. I don't like. I love the story of Romeo and Juliet, even though the ending is kind of like, whew, child, y'all can't be that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other stuff before it is like whatever. It's cute. Um, so I just think that Tchaikovsky more embodies the spirit of Romeo and Juliet. But yeah, I believe it. Yeah, that's just my opinion. And yeah, there's a lot of flats in that piece, but flats are good for viola, so you know, you mind. But that's good for me because I play flat anyways. All right, I so just imagine uh, it. I just imagine everything that has to be Delaney. Up, and it'll sound. <laughs> Delaney. Exactly. Delaney. Okay, we're going to move on because that's. You didn't so. even say yours. Oh, <laughs> right. A composer I'm thankful for is Walton. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> First of all, this is the problem I have with y'all, and it's it hurts more coming from a bass player because you kind of understand what we go through. When people be like, ah, oh, whatever, Bartok's trash, Walton's trash, and it be like violinists and cellists. You can't say that we ain't got but three. Concerto. Walton not trash. Because I, I can't. I could not sing that whole con- that concerto like top to bottom, so I can't say anything about it as a whole. But I just the first move like just the parts that i know don't sound good to me what? first of all that i just the beginning i don't like i'm not talking about that part i'm talking about that real so you can't you can't tell me like, that's the part that i don't like it, like it sounds so weird it sounds nasally I just don't think that it's. Uh, I don't, maybe it would sound better on a different instrument. Like no shade. No, to no, Viola, no, no. But it gets lit. It gets Walton gets more lit as it goes on. Right. And then when that junk come back in the third movement, nah, that Walton's a good concerto, and it grew on me. I'm thankful for Walton because it was my first of the big three, and big three meaning Bartok, Hindemith, and Walton. Right. It was my first of the big three, and it's like for, I don't know for anybody else, but for me, especially like my ascent as a violist like a, for a long time walton felt like untouchable it felt like i would never even get there mm-hmm. so when um when i finally got there and i was playing and i'm like oh i could play this i, I could do this you know mm-hmm. and like it's, it wasn't perfect and it wasn't like you know we wouldn't we wouldn't win in competitions with it but i can play walton you know what i'm saying and i could and, I, and now i'm playing bartok and that's it's even more approachable so it's like it was my first look into the big three and being like, nah, I'm a violist. I could do this. So I'm thankful. I'm glad that you're sending. Well, I'm we? on the decent. So but we're going to move on. that's how I felt about Dittersdorf. But I could never play Dittersdorf well. 
I just couldn't. And you can always go back to yeah. a piece. I'm sure, like, I'm sure it would be better now, but mm-hmm. I just remember. Because also, I didn't know how to practice back then either. Mm-hmm. I was in high school. I was just not good at practicing, but. But there's some, definitely, like, I played Stamets in high school. had no reason playing Stamets in high school. I went back to Stamets um, my senior year in undergrad, and it was, like, a completely different experience. Stamets still sucks. <laughs> Damn. The, the, the notes ain't change. <laughs> <laughs> but wow <laughs> but like it was just a completely different experience okay do you have a piece that you're thankful for shorty sister bringing it full circle back to my boy tchaikovsky okay um i'm gonna say that i'm thankful for track five even though it's not like a symphony that i listen to pretty much at all um yeah, i don't really listen to track five like that i'm got time to be my feelings <laughs> right like and i think to do there's no like particular reason that i don't listen to it but the reason why i say it's thankful that i'm thankful for is because like i was really like i don't know just in a rut with orchestra last year like for just for a while it's just like uh, this is so like i don't know i just kind of dreaded it and it was making me kind of second guess because i was like damn this is what i'm trying to do like i don't want to focus on chamber music but also keeping like orchestra alive and all that but it was just like i don't know becoming more and more of a drag i wasn't motivated to do it and then they programmed track five and i'm playing this track i'm like oh now i remember mm-hmm. like Tchaiko- like to me to me tchaikovsky wrote the best bass parts like he was because tchaikovsky understood something about bass that hardly any other composer that i feel like hardly any other composer did besides brahms um and that is, you can write beautiful melodies for bass in our range. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do that. You, We don't have to be playing downbeats and drones. And we also don't have to be up in the stratosphere at Strauss. Wow. But that's something that's a, for another day. Because the least you could have done was written as a sonata. But anyway. Ooh, child. Nah, everybody, it's an unspoken rule. You get the G harmonic and you're not, you don't go past that. That's for solo music. So if you want to go past that, you write as a sonata. It's a rule. But anyway, um, okay, triggered. I don't got time. I am. But um, yeah, I that just reminded me why I loved orchestra, why I loved bass because Tchaikovsky's bass parts just put me deep in my feelings, and they're just so powerful and beautiful, and I love them very much. So playing that symphony kind of like put the fire under my butt for like, oh yeah, yeah, I do like orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A piece that I'm thankful for, it's not really a piece, it's more of a work, um, oh. is uh, The Magic Flu by Mozart. Your face just gets me <laughs> Listen, everybody knows I love opera, right. and Magic Flute was my first um, serious look in the opera. I played um, La Boheme, like my first year in undergrad, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so that, that was really my... my first authentic look into it but talking about like studying opera um the magic flute overture is required is one of the pieces required by dr block in his conducting um seminar so i spent a lot of time watching different versions of the opera and like really getting immersed into it while learning how to conduct the, or- the overture and i was like oh shoot like this junk is lit like it's so messy and like this person like opera in general this person sleeping with this person and this All baby right. daddy talking about this person All right. and also, let's not sleep on that little um, that little duet, Voce Saperte. African love is so freaking cute. Look it up later. Um, and then the Queen of the Night aria that introduced me to like, oh, so y'all singing, singing. Like vocalists are like, and I'm not saying 
I'm not trying to be rude or whatever, but just like as an as an instrumentalist, as this instrumentalist, like Katie, I'm not I don't really explore vocal music that much. But that when I heard that Diana Damro sing Queen of the Night aria and that junk is so clear, you hear every you hear overtones. I'm just like, oh, so this is what y'all doing. So I'm just so grateful to Magic Flute. Like operas where I want to be, I really really enjoy it. I low key be watching operas in my spare time on YouTube. Like it's like serious. Like opera is litty fi litty. I'll phone him. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have a friend that you're thankful for? Nope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just kidding, sister. Wow. Well, I definitely forgot to think about this one. So you can go first. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So um, a friend that I'm thankful for is my friend, Nikki. Uh, I'm a good up friend. It's like, no, but... Um, I've known, I met Nikki my senior year in high school, been thick as these ever since. And the thing I love about Nikki, we, we low key argue like cats and dogs, we do the same person. Um, but like Nikki calls me every day and I'm really, if you know me, I'm, I can be really bad with communication, especially like when I get like stressed, like if we in the height of the semester or I'm in my feelings about learning music or whatever, like you just will not hear from me. My own mama be like, she knows she has to call me. Um, and Nikki calls me every day and some days I'd be like, girl, I can't talk. Like I have to learn this thing. And other days we've been on the phone for hours. If I'm just sitting there doing my homework, we always on FaceTime. And I really, really, really appreciate Nikki for that. Like, especially since, um, I've moved so far away from home. Like I can just count on Nikki. Like she always there. And then we go back to Evanston, we lit or whatever. So I'm just really grateful for that. Just to have that connection to home. I know I can always count on Nikki. Like, and I know if I always call her, um, she'll be there for me I know even if I'm in Rochester like she on the next flight you know what I'm saying like it's that it's that kind of friend I'm really grateful for her friend you grateful for hmm. I think I'm gonna do something um unusual I just thought about a friend <clears throat> I haven't talked to her in a, in a minute but I'm gonna say I'm grateful for my friend free um I don't know me and free I met ooh, I don't even remember I met Free, I think, my junior year of high school because we both transferred to the same high school that year. But I don't remember, like, at what point did I meet her my um, my junior or senior year. But, um, I don't know. Me and, I have a unique relationship with Free. Like, we're the type of friends that, like, just don't have any boundaries, really. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> like, um... <clears throat> But I don't know. I haven't talked to Free in a minute, but every time we talk, like, it don't matter how long it's been, like, we just, you know, it's the same. And I actually haven't seen her since the August before I came to Eastman, my Yo. freshman year. I've not seen her since then. But if you call her right now, I'll be like, no, time has changed. Yeah. Yeah, That's I have friends like that. You just call them and you pick up right where you left off. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, I, I could go months without talking to Free and then we still like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough right. for each other. Love her to death. And hopefully I can see her next semester. She lives in Boston. She goes to Berkeley. Um, But yeah, what a beautiful person. Love her so much. Now I'm going to text her. Aw, yeah. cute. Okay, family member you're thankful for? obviously my mama mm. I say mama, mama. Like, all right all right <laughs> <laughs> wow okay no nah, but my, my mom really out here like me and my mom are kind of polar opposites in a lot of ways so we butt heads 
quite a bit um more when we're living together like my mom is a flight attendant so a lot of the time like in my childhood she wasn't home every day so we was chilling then because I didn't I didn't realize but then at a certain point she decided to start doing turns where she is home every day leaves in the morning does like a go somewhere comes back the same day Whew, oh my god <laughs> I, I didn't realize because I had never, like, had to, like, live with her every day. But we started, like, butting heads a lot. So, like, we were going through it. But you, they, like, they always say, like, when you get older, you'll see things more clearly. And there are a lot of things that I didn't know that my mom was doing for me at the time that mm-hmm. I know now. Like, nobody is out here. Like, no, like nobody wants me, to, like, to succeed more than my mom does. You know, mm-hmm. she's really out here making sacrifices that is not required of her mm-hmm. you know like you because to be a good parent is one thing and then to be a great parent mm-hmm. like you know just going above and beyond um because she does not have to be paying as much as she do for me to come here and tinker with this box of wood oh uh, <laughs> i was almost i was following years. you for I was, I was i was right there because she could have been like sis anyway <laughs> you know but i got into my dream school and now she out here um mm-hmm. shelling out money for me to follow my my dreams so mm-hmm. wow we'll see how that works out but um in addition to my mommy i also am thankful for my grandma now me and my grandma oh. are the same person oh father help us <laughs> I was like, like, no. my grandma is hilarious and trifling and also i'm glad you're admitting this on the air delaney is while hilarious trifling just glad get it from my grandma got a timestamp and everything <laughs> and the funniest thing about about my grandma is that she, like you know she, she losing her hair in a little bit so she'd be saying stuff loud <laughs> and i'm like so now <laughs> i got now i gotta fight uh so-and-so because you you said something about what they baby look like and now <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm not gonna let nobody square up on my grandma so now i'm gonna fight <laughs> like, <laughs> yo <laughs> like but my grandma's hilarious. She'll say stuff that like, if if I was, I am kind of sensitive. But if I was like real sensitive, it might hurt my feelings. But because the way she says it and just her, it's hilarious. So I love being around my grandma. I'm excited to see her for Thanksgiving. Hopefully we can coax her into cooking something, anything. <laughs> she gonna butter the rolls, remember? Right, exactly. Not, she's not gonna put them in the oven. Just gonna butter them. <laughs> right. Can't ask too much. Right. It's at the table. How <laughs> about you, Sissy? Well, family member, I'm. I'm thankful for is definitely my mother. My my mom is like my number one fan, and it's like she's number two. I'm number one. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> my mom, my mom just rides for me, and I think the the older I get, it's like you feel like your parents should you know they kind of fall back. Right. But it's like the older I get, the more I see like my mom is literally on my team. And it's, there's never a moment. I want to be clear. There's never a moment I questioned if my mother was on my team. I mean, even I remember calling my mom, <clears throat> excuse me, in my sophomore year and being like, yo, I don't want to be a dentist anymore. And she was like, great. You don't want to, have to go to work in the morning. Like my mom has just always been like that. She's always been super supportive, always making sacrifices, um, skipping bills to pay viola lessons and whatever just whatever it takes um it was it's just she's just always been there and definitely financially definitely emotionally just always making sacrifices and my mom's a single mom as well and we have a great village um because all of her all a lot of her siblings live around um us and my grandparents live near us as well but she's just always been grinding and always 
um, had my best, has my best interest at heart. And she's always so encouraging because she knows I'm hard on myself. And so she'll be, she's the first one to whip me back into reality. <laughs> Shut up Delaney. She's the first one to whip me back into reality and be like, do not be hard on yourself. Like, she said that to me daily. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just so grateful. I just can't even put into words uh, how grateful I am for my mother. Um, a second person I'm grateful for is my uncle Douglas. Dougie. <laughs> Dougie, that's what I call him. <laughs> Dougie. <laughs> um, I'm really grateful for my uncle. My uncle works for um United. Um, he's a supervisor, so I'm, I don't really know them words over there, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk out my neck, but um I admire him so much because he started literally throwing bags and now he's right out here. Out here. And that's just so, so, so amazing to me. And because he works for United, he, um, my second year at Eastman, he put me on his, um, standby list thing. So <clears throat> before, like he can put my, put you on flights, but the way seniority works, it's like, if you have to be on the list set to really be catching flights, because you could be on there and anyone could put you as, as a buddy pass or whatever. And you're like number 17 on the standby list. Whereas like a lot of the times I'm like, top five or whatever and that has opened up so many doors for me i'm able to go home when i want to remember one time my grandma's in the hospital i literally went home that same day um <clears throat> i'm able to go to lots of conferences festivals and literally all it takes is logging in um to the united app and and taking care of that and literally i can't even put into words it's something so simple and something i could i could maybe do without but i would not have nearly any of the opportunities I have if I if I couldn't hop on a flight and I'm just so 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 grateful to my uncle like I don't think and he like makes fun of me and drags me or whatever but like I just I don't know if I could ever really put into words how much I'm grateful for that and how undeserving I am of it because flying's expensive and um yeah he's fantastic and I really appreciate that okay do you have a lesson this year that you're thankful uh for learning sister <clears throat> okay it's a lot <laughs> happening <laughs> i don't know i learned that um i need to stay in my lane and okay no i'm just kidding i'm actually ready to go home Here's you are home <laughs> <laughs> literally in your house right now <laughs> um I don't know. I've learned. I guess this didn't happen this year, though. Shit. It's okay. Okay. Um, I learned. It's not really like a life lesson, but I learned something. I learned more things about myself. And I'm a very self-aware person. I don't like learning new things about myself because I pretty much know everything about myself. Not everything, you know. Yeah, but, but I know what you're saying. I, I, that's why I don't like finding out new things about myself. Because I'm like, damn, I thought I had it all under control, you know. Mm -hmm. But, um one of the uh, lessons that I learned was that it's important to use the things like to, if you know yourself, like use the things that you know about yourself to help yourself succeed. Mm -hmm. So like, I know about like the way I think and the way that I learn. And I was able to use that to come up with like a very helpful practice method that like use results quickly for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm thankful that I like finally was like, okay, enough is enough. I'm not about to be, you know, out here anymore. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think about this and I'm going to use what I know about myself and the way that my brain works to, to help me get to where I need to be. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, um, 
something that I'm really thankful for that put me in a really good position um like base wise last year it requires a lot of work so I'm still working on doing that you know mm-hmm. like this year but it put me in a place where I was having like great lessons back to back to back mm-hmm. um so yeah that's what I'm thankful for Okay, a lesson that I'm thankful for this year. Um, I heard someone say it on a podcast and like literally it stuck with me. Um, is no matter what, God will never play you. And I know that to be true. Delaney knows that I just have not been having the best year. It hasn't been terrible. It could have been so, so much worse, but I, I walked into 2018 with a lot of expectation and it just hasn't been going my way, but it's not always going to go your way. I cannot wait for this raggedy, ashy year to be over. <laughs> um... <laughs> But in spite of that, I I know I'm not going to be out here. And whether you're religious or not, I I think it's the idea that it's going to work out. And no matter what happens along the way, even even if bad things happen like back to back to back, like he's not going to play you or whatever you believe in, it's just it's going to work out. And I think um, that's definitely been a lesson. And it's been a harder lesson because I feel like things haven't been going my way. And I don't want to sound like a brat. I'm just not going to put my business out on for strangers love y'all but um not that things haven't been going my way but things have been happening that i i wouldn't like them to happen um so it's like it's harder to believe that when you feel like you don't get a break um but i'm not gonna be out here he's not gonna play me i'm gonna win you're gonna win we gonna win especially after 2018 is over oh you say you you're talking to the listeners okay Last thing, because Delaney exhausts <laughs> me. Right. Um, Congratulations. Ex- y'all going to win and Katie going to win. You are exhausting. I'll be on the sidelines sharing y'all on. But. It's like, it's constant. It's like, you don't, you don't give me a break. You don't. Okay. Uh, final thing. Things we're thankful for. You have a blessing this year that you're thankful for? I do. At first, I was like, oof. All know, right. The devil's foot been on my neck. I don't know. But I just... Then I remembered um, I bought a new bass this year, yeah. which I didn't, <laughs> which I did not think that I was going to be able to afford to do for a very long time. I was very worried about it because I had been borrowing. Um, first, I came here playing on whatever, you know, like, but th- like, it's what I had and, you know, I'm thankful for it, but exactly. it was not at the level that I needed, you know, obviously coming to Eastman, it just wasn't what I needed to be with. So um, I had a. Uh, one of the studio bases um, that Eastman owns. I was playing on that. I played on that from like the second semester of my uh, freshman year to up until like this uh, past year. I mean, like this school year that just started. Um, and but I bought my bass at the end of the last school year in May, um, and it was like really just like a fluke you know thing that somebody had somebody in my studio had heard about and was not in the market to buy a bass and was just like you should go check this out so katie went went with me we popped over right to Pennsylvania, yeah and um to try the bass and i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) right i was not expecting you know to be able to um to get a bass for a while especially like in the price range that i was um you know, that I could afford versus, you know, what, um, what I needed to be looking at. And that's another thing that I'm thankful for. Um, my mom, you know, yeah. did not have me out here. Cause she could have been like, girl, I'm not shelling out right. thousands on top of thousands of dollars for you to get, you know, this. And like, I put in as like literally as much as I possibly could have. Mm-hmm. 
because I was whew, in the trenches of my like <laughs> financial situation. Wow, over over this base, I was like, this junk better work out. But <laughs> I'm thankful for my mom for, for you know putting up money for that, and then I didn't have to like I had to get money from other places as well, like use a lot of my money my mom's money and then i also got some money from inner city youth orchestra of los angeles um super super grateful for that um you know i let uh let mr dickinson know the artistic director there i let him know that like hey i found a base because he told me to he was like you know we can't have you out here like if you find Mm -hmm. something let us know and we will help you out so they gave me some money towards the base like i'm super grateful for that so it's a blessing that i got a little baby the don okay <laughs> all right well right to sister um a blessing this year that i had <laughs> um was that i got to go to jamaica um and it's like oh how do i sound i'm gonna sound like such a brat i go to jamaica a lot because my family's jamaican i feel like that doesn't count it's like if you from alabama you go to alabama a lot okay that's not the same they're similar no. um <laughs> Uh, I'll let Jamaica know you said that. No. <laughs> <laughs> they both hot. It's like nah. Um, so I got to go to uh, Jamaica this past March. We had a family reunion. It was so nice to see a lot of family. I also got to do touristy things, which I don't usually get to do because it's like going to your mimo house. You don't right. You just sit around. So I was like, and I had to pay for my ticket this time. So I was like, nah, we doing stuff. <laughs> but um I'm just really grateful for that. I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful for opportunity. Um that was a huge blessing this year to be able to uh to be able to go down there and have a lot of fun and see new family, get my hair twisted. Um for free. So if <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know them joints be them Senegalese twists and you saw dummy long. Remember how right. dummy long they, they were? were long. Like I remember she was like, you sure you want me to cut them in half? I'm like, no, nah, don't cut them in half. It's going to be fine. I'm right. short. Blah, blah, blah. Me down to my knees. Right. <laughs> you know, I love me some good long hair. Oh, my God. It's, I was there forever, but she did that. So that was a huge blessing. So let us know what you're thankful for. Even if it's something not on this list, we'd love to hear from you. And we're moving on. Ready for intermission? Sure, sister. Okay. So here's the intermission this, this week. Yo, mama call you. And she lied, Delaney. <laughs> uh, so and so, TT and them couldn't come this year. I'm mad because I really got an TV called TT too. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> okay, so TT and them couldn't come. So now we got five extra seats at the Thanksgiving table. She says you can invite any three composers, dead or alive, one celebrity or mainstream musician. And one touring classical musician. Who are you going to invite? Okay, let's start with the three composers that are alive. Who are you inviting? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Yeah. Alive composer? It's like, no, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I did not mean it like that. No, you know Isaiah, the violist here? He composes. Um, His stuff um, sounds, yeah, it is like really good. Okay, me popping over to him. Okay, based on auto on deck. Okay, you know, he's really, he just wanted a yellow concerto. Dude, is insane. Wow. Isaiah's okay. out here. Right. Okay, next week's Black Excellence. Right. <laughs> Honestly. Um. Okay, well, let's just get the obvious one out the way. This is my third time this episode mentioning <laughs> him. <laughs> I'm telling you, I stand for Tchaikovsky. I just do. <laughs> like, and if you have a problem with it, then catch me outside. Right. Right. Um. 
but yeah i would just i would have tchaikovsky over because i love him and i just want to give him a hug because life did him dirty and we never deserved him and tchaikovsky's first okay nobody is touching their food until he is served feet up okay shoulders massage okay uh we got bubble bath run (laughs) put the game on okay we got him electric blanket for his for his nap when he gets the itis afterwards like tchaikovsky's getting the five-star treatment he just is i am i'm here for it right um so my next one is bach um just because i have several questions for him um positive ones but like you know we've we've done so much with box music that like um like in- interpretation wise yeah he probably I would like love to know what how it's supposed to go i don't know what y'all thought <laughs> <laughs> he probably up there in heaven throwing his hands up oh well right i i would love to know um yeah so i would invite bach and also just i like bach mm-hmm. i don't know some of his stuff is just like really really great but what i notice about a lot of the box that i like it's um this the interpretations that i like might be stuff that he entirely hates mm-hmm. so i would love to know and then um for my third composer um i think i would invite schubert <clears throat> he could you know whip us up a little composition <laughs> right right bring the henny um, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah just have i think i feel like schubert would be a fun mm-hmm. a fun addition to the table mm-hmm um so next my celebrity yeah right my celebrity stevie wonder hey stevie stan stevie wonder as well he's literally my favorite artist love him y'all figure out that's like my genre music that that um motown soul old school r&b love it love it um yeah and i i grew up listening to a lot of stevie wonder I remember I saw Stevie Wonder like live when I was I was probably like six or seven, and we had a um, Black History like I went to like a all black school, so we had Black History Month programs, and so I'm at his um, concert. I get out in the aisle and start doing my dance routine to all his right. song. Okay, <laughs> something I would still do today. I love Stevie Wonder, stand for him. So that's why I would have him at the table, and look, my family like my family loves Stevie Wonder as well. So that would be lit to have him there um it's like my tour and classical musician my tour and classical musician would be misha maisky um i don't know her it's a man oh <laughs> <laughs> wow he's incredibly famous oh uh, you can not be in the houses don't answer that <laughs> um misha maisky is a cellist oh shoot um, i'm about to get dragged don't right. leave me alone he's like <laughs> please leave me alone you know who, who it's late you know who your mind is <laughs> that's the uh wow that's the bagpipe player right right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he was on he was on arthur playing bagpipes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i remember <laughs> I'm, I'm right here no misha Maisky, um yeah he's a cellist i stand for his bach um so i i think it would be very interesting to have both him and bach at the table mm-hmm. okay duke it out right <laughs> right like, the drama um no but i stand for his block and it's a little detrimental to me personally to only listen to him because i'm never gonna sound like that okay 
Oh, I mean, I'm not. I don't play the cello. Like, also. Oh, okay. That's what you meant. Yeah. Well, you try for it, so I got to try to keep well, up. Well, bo- like, both ways. No. But listening to cellos play by, like, they're just certain characteristics of the instrument. I just probably will never achieve. But I love this Bach. And I met somebody who hated it. And I was like, so, we could fight here. or <laughs> But, yeah, that's why I would, like, um, I would, you know, definitely love to talk. And I'm not a person that likes to talk about music a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I'm over here on a music podcast <laughs> say i don't like to talk about music but you know i'm not it's it's you know that's why i didn't pick a bass player because i want to have fun <laughs> so why don't like i don't want to talk to you about the same three concertos that we have like you know but Listen, i hear you exactly so um i don't know i would just like to have him there and really um especially because bach is something that i struggled with for a really long time because bach is so hard for bass because mm-hmm. it's not written for us all especially the intervals in which bass is tuned mm-hmm. to that's pretty much the hardest part yeah um you contorting your hand all kind of, all types of ways to make stuff work but um yeah so just i would love to hear like some things from him about his interpretation in the box so i could learn how to razzle dazzle the way he does how about you sissy okay so the three composers that i would invite of course my man schubert I just think he's the cutest thing in the world. His face is so cute. I just found out the other day that we're height twins. All right. Um, a little over five feet. So small but mighty because I will bite you in your ankles. All right. <laughs> and I just think it'll be a good time. I've always liked Schubert. I think we're, uh, he don't, he's not really with the razzle dazzle. He just wants to right. write music for his friends, have a good time. Um, also, I want to talk to him about his um, leader because my dude could turn a melody like i'm just so impressed with schubert i want to meet him i want to shake his hand i want him to come around eat some oxtail some fried tofu and just, well, <laughs> and just have you don't come down from heaven like a wow why worlds from the dead for this okay <laughs> um so yeah um my second would definitely be Mendelssohn. Now, this is this is multifaceted because Mendelssohn is one of my favorite com- composers like flat out. Um uh, I love his violin concerto. Wish he wrote a viola concerto. He wrote a viola sonata. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, I almost lied on my neck and said that he wrote a viola sonata, but what he really wrote was a sonata for piano and viola. Um, so I have questions about that. That's what Frank did for his violin sonata. It's for piano and violin. It's not cute. It's viola obligato. And you, and you already know that. I've we- heard that sonata. Actually, I listened to it a couple weeks ago. We already don't have stuff. And here yeah. you come, composer of your time, writing that. Yeah, that's a little... Right, that's something I expect from... Never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not... I, I remember seeing that. Because, you know, I'd be on wasting time on IMSLP looking at whatever. Um, and I remember seeing that and listening to that and being like, really, Yeah, literally. <laughs> I remember even asking my teacher in undergrad because I didn't really know too much. I was like, you know what? Because I love Mendelssohn. So I was like, you know what? Put that viola... Uh, the viola sonata. She was like, mm, girl, no. <laughs> Um, and then my final, oh, also speaking of Mendelssohn, I also have some questions for him. Like who, who, when you wrote the, when you, I just, are you okay? I just, let me ask my question. I just want to know when you wrote the, when you wrote that scarecrow, yeah, <laughs> whom, whom was bouncing a bow like that in the 1800s? I just want to know if you just let me know then we can move on. But I just, something in my shondo like i feel it in my ebo bow that like no one was bouncing their bows like that and you got every orchestra you see what you did you over here <laughs> writing music out your neck and now every orchestra asking for that junk every single one they want to hear that but i'm just trying to figure out like and i know 
we are working through it. We are working through the mental scare and we are going to get there. And I'm going to get it. But I just have some questions for you. That's all I want. I just wanted to know. So we can talk about that. And if he wants to throw hands, we can throw hands because what? Wow. So you're inviting him to the Thanksgiving dinner? Okay, ambush. No, I mean, I'm going to praise him too. He he did that. Second movement, Mendelssohn Violin Concerto. He did that. I just, you know, if it turned into mess, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without some mess. So, um, and the final one is Hail Stork. Adolphus Hail Stork. I really admire his work. I'm playing his viola fantasies on my recital. Um, he's just, I just, I really 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 enjoy his music he's a black composer he's still alive um so he'll be great um moving along uh one celebrity that i would invite to my thanksgiving dinner would be drake first of all drake is like fake jamaica anyway he wants to be jamaica so bad so he'll fit right in you know what i'm saying i think he'll be fun i think he's corny enough for um for him to have fun when we place categories and when we Yo, that job. Categories goes up. Oh, category. When we play categories, when we play um, taboo, I feel like Drake will be a good time. I think he'll fit right in. Um, and then he can listen to my mixtape. So it just everybody wins. It's like no, I don't have no mixtape, but I'm thinking about it. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then one touring classic musician would be to be a Zimmerman. We just don't deserve her. To be a Zimmerman is a violist. She's perfect in every way and like you i just haven't heard a wrong note and i will never like it's just like she's just just perfect like how viola that that's viola playing it's just like and she's so kind and so nice and just and she's beautiful and to be to be a would be the solution to all my problems but um just a matter of time wow i don't know how we got there okay um so last thing, well, two seconds, penultimate, shout out to Mr. A, <laughs> teaching me that word, <laughs> um, back in high school, he taught me that word back in high school. Okay. No, he taught us yesterday. Okay. Was there. No, Mr. I'm just kidding. Who's Mr. A then? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, penultimate thing, we're talking about Thanksgiving traditions. What's your, what's your Thanksgiving tradition, sister? Eating good, going to sleep. Wow. <laughs> that was so black. <laughs> I'm so black. I mean, it is like we don't have any like, um, like super. I don't know, like unique anything. Yeah. You know, like we cooking together. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, my little brother complaining about having to grate the cheese for the mac and cheese. That's all you have to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> meanwhile, anyway, um, yeah. So complaining, then cooking. Then um, grandma yelling at somebody who's in the kitchen not doing nothing because they're taking up space. Um, <laughs> and they eat at three, like everybody. Um, and they usually, like, I don't know, then we, we just chilling. We just being, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Right, sorry, together. Right, right, together. Shout out to Richard. Right. Um, for us, what, okay, so, like I said, like y'all know, my family's Jamaican, so literally, I mean, I'm not saying this is for all Jamaicans, I'm saying in my household, it's literally Sunday dinner, like, there's, there's little to no wavering, like, we'll have stuffing, and we'll have macaroni and cheese, and then it's some type of ox, it's like oxtails, they'll make a turkey, they don't make ham, because ham is for Christmas, um so one time I, when you guys saw a ham i'm like y'all okay um and just jamaican think kalaloo 
you know, planting. I'm like, y'all, y'all could have tried a little bit. Like, what's wrong with some greens? You know what I'm saying? I love some greens. But they, they make their food. So what my friends and I did, we started a tradition where, because we did, we all know what we go through. The day before Thanksgiving, we have a Thanksgiving. And we make all the... We make everything that our family ain't making. <laughs> so we frying chicken, and we making mac and cheese, and we making mashed potatoes because Jamaicans aren't gonna put like all them starches together. At least not my family, because they're just annoying. So mac, like whatever, blase blase. However, last year we didn't feel like cooking, and also I'm vegan now, so we just went to a restaurant. <laughs> but that we have that tradition of the day before Thanksgiving. My friends and I always get together. Day of Thanksgiving, whatever. My family goes to church. I don't go because it's almost Sunday. That sounds terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. You didn't hear that. Um, but I don't. I didn't. God <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> but God knows my heart, and I um, right. also because I'm vegan, I make my own take on. They, my family, they make the things. The things that they can make vegan, they make vegan. So they make their rice and peas and they won't put butter in it or they'll leave they'll leave a portion of it for me before they put butter in it. Um the vegetables I make it with oil instead of butter. And then the rest of it up to me. So I make, you know, bomb vegan mac and cheese. Ask people that were there, it was good. My stuffing, yo, when I tell you, look, I know you skeptical because I use vegan sausage in the stuffing. Mm. But you when don't I put meat in ours. You don't put meat in your stuff in? You don't put sausage in your stuff in? No. Oh shoot. You no know breakfast? What? <laughs> Listen, my stuffing was a hit. I'm like vegan or not, like then I made fried tofu, like it was fine. And I was cooking right alongside my mom. She was making her dairy infested things. And I was making my vegan stuff. So regular food. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So um Yeah, those are Thanksgiving is not really whatever. I mean, you might, we might have people over. Like, if I have friends in Chicago that can't go home, I'll invite them over. Um, I warn them that they will not be getting their yams and their... I, I warn them because it's like... I don't want you to expect. I'm like, but what you can't have is this jerk pork and this um, rice and peas. You can have that. And there will be pear, a.k.a. avocado. But Jamaicans... Um, yeah, and then we play categories and we play taboo and we just we're just loud and things and it's a lot of fun. Okay, so there's that. Um moving on to Black Excellence. I'm so excited about this week's Black Excellence. So this week's Black Excellence goes out to my friend Andrew Francois. Andrew Francois is a violist from Kankakee, Illinois. So about <laughs> from where? <laughs> from Kankakee, Illinois. It's about an hour south of Chicago. Um, I met Andrew at Illinois State University. Um, and he was staying an extra year to learn the viola before he went on to grad school. And literally it's just been he's just been taking off since then. Like he went to Indiana slayed the game snatched edges like everybody's edges off i i, I remember t- <laughs> i remember texting andrew because the way indiana does their orchestras is like because there's so many of them there and i'm not gonna speak too much out of my neck because i don't go to indiana i'm just from i'm just speaking from what i remember being told to me when i auditioned at indiana um when i when i auditioned they, that's what, what they told me was because they have so many orchestras i can't remember the exact number it's something like four 
between between four and six it's probably not six but whatever you you are you your chairs they're gonna the first four people get principal or whatever of the first four orchestras and then it just goes on from there so they're filling people like basically like how you would feel mankawa so I texted Andrew. I was I was minding my business and saw pictures from Indiana. I texted him. I'm like, how you get first chair of all the orchestras out of every single one? <laughs> you, you the top of the top. You just got there. Okay, surpassing DMA students. Like he's he's literally just sickening and he's so humble. And I think that's what a lot of people need to re- remember and lean in. Like you don't have to be nasty, especially in a career like classical music where it's basically it's almost based on like coming across as perfect because those are people who are getting the jobs. It's like, you don't have to be nasty on top of that. And he just exemplifies this. He was a new world fellow. And currently Andrew is, um, a LA resident fellow, LA Phil resident fellow rather. So he's out in LA. He's plays with the LA Philharmonic and he's just literally out here. And I'm so proud to know him. I'm so proud to call him my friend. And I'm just so excited to see where he's going to end up. So yeah, uh, we'll link Andrew's socials um, in the description below. You can check him out. He's amazing. He doesn't really post videos like that. So if you're looking for like Drake coverage, it's not what it's going to be. But <laughs> you can see you talking about, you can also look in the LA Phil um, website. We can link that as well. You can read about him. Hmm. I just, I find it funny how all like you have so many friends in like this circle. Then I realized that talent hangs out with talent. Okay. So like all your friends that are out here popping, it makes sense that you're friends with them. I'm also friends with you. Wow, you just talked right. yourself into a hole. I know. No, had... I didn't. I I was getting to that. Oh, okay. I'm listening. Right. So I'm so grateful that you've decided to uh, engage in community service. Okay. Um. If you have any suggestions <laughs> for Black Excellence, please email us at classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you and those suggestions. Remember, that doesn't have to be a musician it could be educators it could be uh philanthropists entrepreneurs who just want to hear about people doing good work black people doing good work for um <laughs> for the class <laughs> i just want to clarify because that's not that's not the all right we're not taking any kind of suggestions <laughs> we're not taking excellence taking black excellence and right. you know what we appreciate people doing the work um but that's not what we're here for so we've been in here forever um do you have a piece you forgot about before we leave, sister? Mm-hmm. Real quick. Um, I just want to highlight the Waxman Carmen fantasy. It is lit. It is virtuosic. It is such a great piece. And and what I do, usually if a, a portion of a piece speaks to me, I will listen to that one part. And then it will probably take me like weeks, maybe even months to even listen to the rest of it. Really? Yeah. I like, cause I just love that one part and I'm like, Oh, I don't care what else happens after this. Wow. And then like, sometimes I just let it like play. Like if I'm doing something, I'm like, Oh, the rest of this lit too. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that happens a, like a lot. That's what happened with this piece. But yeah, um, I really like the piece and I always listen to, I'm a person that, you know, listens to like certain recordings of things like, you know, so I like to hear bomb story Kim, I love she was my second choice for my seat at the table but I was like no Misha Maisky has to be there um but yeah so I will link Bomb Story Kim's um performance of the uh, Waxman Carmen fantasy it's beautiful and great and hope y'all love it 
great. So I'll check it out as well. That recording. I remember Letitia played it for me. I was like, oh, y'all playing, playing Eddie Smith. <laughs> like, yo, that piece is insane. But yeah. All right, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. You I was going to say, eat lots of turkey. And I was like. Right. Exactly. Thanks for listening to Classic <laughs> Back Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>